Welcome to Business Influencers. Hope everyone is having a spectacular week. We are so thrilled to have you here as the show continues to grow each and every month. We started back in October of last year, and the show is just really making a lot of difference based upon the feedback that you provide us because of you. We are committed each and every week. We're bringing experts to share their words and wisdom, but most importantly, their experience and their personal connection to help move your personal success in business to the next level. Today's show is being brought to you today by Alumni Direct. They're a new social media community platform dedicated to helping bring alumni together, an opportunity to meet uh, people that you have not seen in quite some time, or perhaps meet new people, maybe people that are in a different generation type than you, but went to your school. This is a great opportunity to develop authentic, genuine relationships free from all the noise of social media, like Facebook, LinkedIn, with no social media notifications, giving you the opportunity to come in when it's important to you to develop those, those relationships. It also offers an affinity program, which allow you to tap into certain types of things that are not available to the general public that could help you in your business if you're a sole proprietor or run a small LLC. Feel free to check them out at alumnidirect.com. That's alumnidirect.com. Well, we got a great show for you today. We're going to be talking about how building your team can scale your business. So the title again is Building Your Team to Scale Your Business. Now, I can tell you without having a team, taking your business to another level is not what it, where it's going to be. It requires a team effort, whether if, that's, if people are working directly for you or these are people that are working with you uh, from a 1099 capacity, whatever the, that may be. But the gentleman that we're going to be bringing in that's going to be sharing uh, his words of wisdom and insight is Carl Mara, and he has got a wealth of information that he's going to be sharing with you. Let me give you a little background about Carl and his company, Abundant. So Carl founded Abundant to help companies build their management operating system so that they can double their company within three years. In his various roles over the past three decades, he has been part of a leadership team in five established companies that have at least doubled sales in two years. Carl has worked in a wide range of roles, including systems and processes, sales and business development, finance and accounting, as well as mergers and acquisitions. Leveraging his successes, Carl developed the Abundant Framework and led the development of the practical management tools in the Abundant Management Toolbox app which we'll probably will learn a little bit more about later here in the show. The Abundant Management Toolbox allows companies to access the power of the Abundant Framework in a more affordable price point. Carl has an MBA and a BA from Rice University in Houston. Now, again, company Abundant, it helps business owners to put in place a management operating system so they can double their sales in the next three years. And this is, works really well with companies anywhere between seven and 70 people. So ideal for small businesses and offers a wide variety of different solutions to reduce turnover, build engagement and create management teams that will double your sales. And without further ado, we welcome Carl to the show. Carl, how are you doing today? Great, Chris. Uh, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Oh, absolutely. Well, we're excited to learn more about, you know, the whole concept around teams, you know, building a team, teamwork, uh, finding consistent ways and sustainable ways that how a team could help move any type of business, regardless, in this case, size. In this case, we could even focus on small, smaller businesses, seven to 70 people, and how they can really you know, find a strategy that could help them 
to really address that, that, that the number one issue that faces companies of this size, and that's scaling their business. And in this case, also finding a way to make it sustainable. What can we talk about, you know, like about teamwork in general and where it is, where, you know, where it is and where, where it could be for organizations in this niche? Well, we find that, you know, there's kind of several pieces that go together to, you know, make it all work. So you can do that doubling, you know, you can grow your company up to the next level. You know, one of the most basic things, and I, you know, I think not uh, telling anybody anything terribly new here, but we have to get everybody on the same page. We all have to know where we're going. Um, you know, it's a really basic concept, but, you know, time after time, we see companies that, you know, the CEO's got, you know, one vision of where they're going and they really haven't communicated it to everybody else. And man, that can cause problems. No, yeah. absolutely. So what would you say, like, you know, you know, based upon what we've been taught in terms of developing a team, mm-hmm. what are some of the things that, that work but are, but are not working and what could be better? Right. There's, you know, when you're developing a team, I mean, you've got to have communication. You know, people have to understand where they fit into the organization. You know, we have to be able to make decisions. You know, that sounds so easy, but, you know, gathering the, you know, good information, not perfect information, but good information so that you can make a decision you know, it takes work. It takes discipline. You know, you've got to kind of build those habits, build that communication. So it's habits between multiple people. It's not just one person's habits. So you've got to bring that all together in order to, you know, make good decisions, move the company forward. So. I absolutely totally agree. And what, what do you, you know, when we look at, you developed a, a concept here with the Bundin and can you talk about like what were some of the things that kind of that you saw were like just from your experience that weren't working and where you said, okay, I think I can come up with something that can help to solve these these issues or even make it much better than than it currently is right now? That's a good question. So the thing that I've seen over and over and over again is, you know, you've got sharp people, hardworking people that start a company. You know, they, they really understand, you know, the product or service, how to sell it. And they've got a couple of people helping them and, you know, they're touching everything. That's fantastic. And then, you know, the company's successful, grows a little bit. They add some people, add some people. And then all of a sudden they realize, wow, I've got, you know, whatever it might be, 15, 30 people. And they're still behaving exactly the same way. They're still touching everything. But at this point, now they've got, you know, whatever, 30 people all going, Hey, I need I need you so that we can make a decision on this and which way do we go? And you know, they've got such valuable expertise, but now they're the bottleneck and they're going crazy because they're working a you know a billion hours a day. <laughs> and so that creates stress and eventually it stops the growth of the company. And so that situation is the fundamental one that we've kind of chosen to address with abundant. And what we do is we build an infrastructure around that person so that they can safely delegate and hand off some of the responsibility, not all of it, but hand off appropriate parts. So now they don't have to work a billion hours a day. Their team can handle some of the, the tasks and now the company can grow to the next level. 
Well, I mean, I tell you that would, I see that often, you know, especially in these big fortune 500 companies where people are just feel like they can't even keep their head above the water, but even in small businesses, when you get like a small, from a small mom and pop to, you know, a company, you know, a hundred or less, you know, it's not like they're, they're, those situations are going to be any different. They just might be whatever level that they're at in that business. So I think that what you said about infrastructure, delegation are imperative for any team to grow and leveraging strengths, offsetting weaknesses. Can we talk a little bit more about the infrastructure? Because I always feel like, think about a house, right? If you want to maintain, build and maintain a beautiful home, if it's sitting on a faulty foundation, uh, that house is going to not be sustainable. There's going to be, you're going to be, man, you're going to be fixing it. You're going to be managing the problem. But man, worst case, it might fall down, you know, Talk about that from a team perspective, the, imp- so the importance of having a really sound infrastructure in place. Absolutely. Great analogy with the house. You know, so the foundation, we, we've got to know where we're going. Everybody on the team needs to know where we're going. We need to know, everybody needs to know where they fit in, what kind of decisions they can make. We have to have an organized way to make decisions. We've got to have our supervisors who are building relationships and connecting with the people so that the people do the work. I mean, if you've got a company with, you know, 50 people, man, that's a lot of horsepower. And if those people are working effectively, wow, you can do a lot of good. But if they're not, you just have a big payroll. So, you know, those are some of the things, obviously, you need process and training to support all that. But to me, those are some of the key foundational pieces in you know, building your company. I love that. So when you talked about resources and training, would it be safe to say that when you can provide resources, it's not that, you know, the company is doing their part. They're, they're, whether if it's coming, if they're, let's say if they have 70 people, maybe they have an EAP provider, employee assistant provider. A lot of times people don't take advantage of those as part of their benefits. Pack. And there's a wealth of things that can help them develop personally there. There might be some other things that, that these organizations can bring in training but it, but it, but it, but it's got to be that person that that's got to step up each person to take responsibility for him and hers own development to then be a better example and be a better resource to complement the people they're working with. Can you talk about a little bit more about those resources that first create awareness, but also help to inspire people to take ownership over their development, their role, their duties, and be accountable? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, nowadays, wow, you can just go on the internet and you can find training on, you know, a ton of stuff, nearly everything. So, you know, the uh, the technical ability to get training to improve yourself, you know, that's that's not as hard as it used to be. It's it's out there, but the motivation and the belief that it's going to pay off is, you know, as you've just mentioned, that's the harder part. And what we find is the relationship between the direct supervisor and that individual has a huge, you know, impact on that dynamic on will that person choose to move themselves forward. And, you know, one of our tools is a one-on-one system so that we train the supervisors on how to do one-on-ones in a structured, consistent way to keep track of those, keep records, and then you know, build the relationship. That's really the key. You know, listen to the employee, understand what they're going through, what are their challenges, where do they want to go? And from there, you know, once we have a relationship, 
and understand where they want to go with their career, then it's so much easier to, to motivate them to take advantage of all those resources, like you said. Yeah, I like what you said about, you know, and it, again, it comes down to communication. We, a lot of times we think we're communicating, but are we really communicating at a high level? Are we being specific, clear and concise? Are we relating and understanding versus responding? I like the fact that you just said something like, you know, what's most important to you? So, you know, what's granted, we want to move the business forward. So we know what's important to the business, but we can't move it forward unless we know what's important to you so that we can provide resources or put you in situations that will leverage your strengths more than your weaknesses. I love what you just said. Can you explain a little bit about talking about what the importance of why asking someone what's most important to you, not only once in a while, but you know, more consistently can help really bring a team together. Right. So earlier you had the analogy of the house. To me, you know, that relationship between the supervisor, and the employee, you know, it's like a relationship with a friend or a family member. I mean, if you don't talk to that family member except you know, in gradual passing or a friend, you know, for months on end, you know, is it really a friendship anymore? You know, I mean, we used to be friends, you know, 10 years ago. So if a supervisor, all, if all they're doing is saying, here, do this, here, do this, that's, well, that's great for, you know, assigning tasks, but there's not that, you know, real relationship there, you know, in order to, you know, get feedback from somebody, you know, especially somebody you're paying and they're depending on that paycheck, you know, if they're worried about the chance that if they say the wrong thing, they're going to lose that paycheck, they're probably not going to say a whole lot. So you really have to invest in talking with them and listening to them to understand what's happening in their world. Where do they want to go? What problems are they having? What challenges? And, you know, so you then become you know, have level of trust and become a resource for that pe- person. To me, that's a real key, you know, to moving the education. I, I love what you just said, you know, because being resourceful inspires someone to do for themselves. So maybe if they don't even have that internal motivation yet, maybe the pain of where they're at is greater than where, where they are. They want to move ahead so they can find discipline or, being consistent, even though it feels uncomfortable to take that, that resource or the resources and your example, because it's worked for you and how they can do for themselves. And then mm-hmm. I'm a, I, I'm a, that's what builds a winning team. You know, you think, you think of sports, it doesn't mean, necessarily mean you got to be the most talented or the most physically gifted, but it's how we think different, how we be to become, to do and have, and that consistency and having that foundation to me, what's, what builds winning teams. I look at the Patriots that way when, when, when they won six Super Bowls. Tom Brady was not necessarily the most gifted, most physically uh, skilled, you know, whatever quarterback. He was drafted in the sixth round, but he'll go down as the greatest quarterback to ever play the game because he was disciplined, he was focused, he was consistent with his efforts, and he put this first. And he was a great team member, a great leader by example and resources. Absolutely. Yeah, I think we've seen that over and over and over and in sports it's so easy to you know observe it you know if whether you've got a vince lombardi or john wooden or bill belichick or you know phil jackson i mean you can go on and on yeah you know the leadership can produce extraordinary results 
And, you know, you as a leader of your company, you know, if you invest a little bit, you can get a, a ton more out of your company. Yeah, I agree. I agree. What would be some other things you can share about, you know, the importance, like, you know, of implementing systems processes? Obviously, it starts with people and development and what you talked about, that infrastructure and that constant development ongoing. But what about uh, maybe systems processes, things like that could be technology nowadays and to, to help kind of connect the dots for, you know, to make teams more efficient and productive and so on? Good question. Yes. So people ultimately are the most important thing, but people need structure. You, you can't just, you know, people with too much possibilities, too many choices, too many options are just overwhelmed. And in general, they're just going to shut down, you know? So if you provide them with systems, with structure to make their life more manageable, they can then feel like they've accomplished something, you know, here's your goal, here's the system you use to get there. They can feel satisfied at the end of the day that they've been part of something bigger, that they've helped move the organization forward, and that, you know, they can feel good about themselves when they go home at the end of the day. So, you know, you can overdo it with procedures, you can make a bureaucracy that crushes people, or you can make procedures and systems that help people feel better about themselves, become more productive and help you. Yeah, no, I agree. It's so important. And, you know, and teams and, you know, and, and this is ongoing, you know, and again, coming back to the communication, you know, you know, the technology and the systems are only going to be as good as how we're using that technology and systems to communicate at a higher level, you know, understanding our role, our duties and, what, you know, what our team agreements are to finish certain tasks or a project or whatever that may be. Talk a little bit about that and, you know, like how that all comes together and where like, you know, concepts like Abundant, you know, help, you know, companies to really not have to know it all, but just, to, you know, know what they know and then allow tools and systems like that to help bring it all together. Right. To me, the, the first step is, you know, saying this is where I want to go. But then the next step is saying, I don't know everything. <clears throat> I am willing to take, you know, some advice, not indiscriminately. I'm not going to just listen to what everybody says and say, oh, that's the answer. But to say, I am willing to listen to input and try something that might move us forward. You know, so that's, that's obviously, you know, important for any type of change. And that's not easy. You know, you've worked hard and you've learned a lot and you've got great experience. So it's, you know, it can be a tad humbling to, you know, even take a little advice. But oh, absolutely. Yeah. But we see, you know, we see that they, you know, they do. And, you know, my perspective is, you know, I've worked with so many companies over the last 30 plus years in this lower middle market space. And they're so different. You know, the things that inspired them to start, the industries, you know, the even within the same industry, the specifics of different companies are, you know, very noticeable. And so bringing in advice, bringing in a system that's flexible enough to adapt to the way you operate, the way you work, 
we're going to change the way you work a little bit, but we're not going to just start over and say, here's the answer, follow this absolute, this is the gospel. From my perspective, that's the way you get the best results. Let's take what's already excellent with your company, add in what's a very good system and adapt it to what you're doing, not crush what you're doing, yeah. but adapt it to what you're doing. Now, I love that. I think that's so, so important. What would you say, you know, Carl, like, you know, people are listening right now live and, you know, and then we got people that will listen to the show anytime, right? It could be next few days. It could be three months. It could be a year from now. But, you know, this, what would you say would be everything you've shared so far? What would be that first step that you would recommend, you know, you know, with somebody that, that might take, you know, have that leadership role uh, in their organization to say, Hey, we got to do things different. Uh, we got to, we got to really, we got to motivate our team, but it's got to come from within. Uh, we're not using tools. What would be that first step that you think, you know, would, you know, would work, even if it were narrowed down to a, a certain business unit like sales, if we were just looking at sales in general. Right. It's always a learning process. You know, what are my options? What are my choices? What are my tools? You know, what, what's out there? Um, you know, I know I've, I've learned from, you know, very successful people, you know, I've talked to a number of billionaires and, you know, multi, multi-millionaires and learn from them. What worked for you? Why did that work? How did you do it? And, you know, try and, you know, gain a little piece of what they've been successful with and bring it into my, you know, habits and practices. And, and really, you know, and that's where abundance really come from. You know, it's not that we've, you know, you know, taken something that's proprietary, but we've taken what we've seen over and over again work. You know, a business plan is not something revolutionary been out there, but how do you do a business plan effectively for a company this size? How do you build an org chart effectively for a company of this size? It's going to be completely different for a Fortune 500 company or for a startup, you know, to do these things. What's a management meeting? We're not running General Motors boardroom here. We're running, you know, whatever, a 50-person company. And so what does that top-level manager meeting look like? You know, what do processes look like? We're not generally not running nuclear facilities here. We're running, you know, a service company or a distribution company or even a manufacturing company. So those are the types of, you know, that's if I'm that leader of what, like say, sales department, uh, a small company, you know, let's go find best practices, you know, good ideas from, you know, other organizations. And, you know, just even if we're borrowing small pieces that can add up. Yeah, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. I, I love that. And so if you could kind of like, you know, I like to like just, you know, as we get towards the, you know, the end part, latter part here of the show, Talk about some of the things that where, you know, with your abundant framework, what are some of the things that you've seen companies really make a lot of changes? You know, again, this is a process. They, you know, there's no quick fix thing. Every, every company is going to be a different situation and have a different experience. But for the most part, collectively, based upon what you've seen, what, what are some of the changes that take place and, and, and the results that are a byproduct of people committing, doing their part using this framework? Well, I think the single most impactful change that I see companies make, and you know, it's it's not a massive change, but 
it's a regular structured management meeting. And the communication, the discussions that happen in those management meetings have been completely transformational for companies in time after time. And, you know, so many small companies are adverse to meetings. And I understand why I've been in some terrible meetings myself. Um, but if you can do it right and only spend, you know, a small part of your week doing it, it can really pay off. And so that would be the one thing I would point to if I had to pick one thing. Wow. Wow. That's great. And what are, what are some of the, you know, the types of organizations that you find, you know, that really understand this, you don't have to name specific companies, but, you know, it could be just industries that you find that are really embracing what we're talking about here that, you know, that, you know, we can, we all have to change from within ourselves first, being in, being impact for others through our example and our resources, having a commitment from the, you know, the top level down to make what kind of like, it could be industries or, you know, types of companies that really are, have embraced that and, and are seeing a significant amount of change. Well, I think one of the key characteristics that I see is that people you know, leaders that want to have an impact on people. And that could be on, you know, helping their family, you know, their kids. It could be on, you know, their business partners or friends, um, or it could be even on their customers. I want to serve my customers better. And so, you know, what Abundance really doing is helping you manage people. So service companies are really, um, you know, the most, you know, holistic example of that, you know, you know, software companies and manufacturing companies and distribution companies all use people, but service companies are the ones that that's how they deliver their product. That is their product. So service companies would be the, the area that, you know, we've seen just the quickest, biggest impact on. Wow. That's great. That's great. Well, you've shared a lot of really great information here and we've learned, you know, a little bit about Abundant. I'm sure there's a lot of people listening uh, that have gotten a great amount of value what you shared today. And, you know, be curious to find out more about Abundant and some of the things that might help them in their organizations, regardless of what that size is. What are some of the things you could share with the audience, just the best ways they can get in contact with you and get to know you? And more importantly, you get to know them. And what are the things that, that uh, you could help them with? Right. We'd love to have discussions with, you know, business owners, entrepreneurs at all stages. And so happy to um, accept their outreach. Um, they can certainly reach us through our website at Abundant.com. You know, they can find us on, you know, all the major social media and YouTube uh, channels, LinkedIn. You can look for me personally on LinkedIn or Twitter, wherever you're, you're, you're comfortable looking. So, um, you know, we're we're thrilled to talk to people, you know, just to learn what they're up to, even if they're not the stage where we can help them. You know, we'd love to make connections and see how we can be useful. Wow, that's great. Well, you know, Carl, we want to thank you so much for taking time out of your day to be here with us and share your insights from personal experience and all the great things that you're doing with Abundant and, and really, you know, launching something that, you know, that is really making a difference in helping organizations to really become more in sync and really, you know, come together as a team because it really does take a team. It's like a family, right? A family can't really be effective at a 
higher level unless all everybody is coming together, not just the dad, the mom, and but the kids as well. You know, it takes it takes uh, people to make things work and understanding our role, our duties, and coming to a mutual agreement on what is going to work best moving forward. So thank you so much for being here and sharing. We encourage everybody that's listening or will be listening to reach out to Carl directly uh, through his social media handles, his uh, website uh, at Abundant.com, also his email. And uh, we want to thank you again, Carl. Listeners, we want to thank you each and every week being here for Business Influencers. Again, this show is dedicated to your personal and business success. It was designed to really bring in authentic people like Carl that share from personal experience. This isn't textbook stuff, but things that actually have been tried over a period of time. So again, you get to decide what that means to you. We're not here to tell you what to do. We're here to share what has worked and you getting to decide what that means to you in your business and in your personal life. Again, if you, whether if you're running a corporation or involved in the leadership role there, or you're a one-man, one-woman show, it does not matter. All of these things can help benefit you and where you're going. So until then, everybody, we want to wish everybody a great rest of your week, and we'll be back next week. Have a great day, everyone.